Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. It took a game-winning field goal, but the Cincinnati Bengals are 3-1. and one. Why Bet Online will be huge Patriots fans this weekend. Plus, what happened to the Red Sox? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. In a battle of number one overall picks, the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow come out on top with a last-second field goal to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 24 to 21 since he moves to three and one on the season and joining me now from locked on Bengals, Jake Lisko and Jake, this is a Bengals team that has some, some quality wins so far this season. I don't know that I would go so far as to say this is a quality win, but in, in terms of the opponent, at least, but insofar as Joe Burrow makes some strides, Jamar chase, what is going to be your big takeaway from this Thursday night win for Cincy? Well, Peter, as we talked about, I'm down at the stadium, and so my, my view is far from the coveted all-22 that we look for. But in terms of my <laughs> takeaways from being here on the ground, I mean, after the first half, I'm sitting there thinking, like, this team is just nothing. What are we doing here? Second half, totally different team comes out, right? Joe Burrow is throwing the ball all over the field. They're using a variety of weapons effectively, including Jamar Chase, including Trenton Irwin, who was called up from the practice squad a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. the team showed heart. And this is a game that they should have blown the Jaguars out, in my opinion, in terms of the quality disparity of these teams. But Thursday night football is a weird place and weird things happen. And it was a fun game to watch in person, watching that game-winning field goal come right towards my face. Yeah, and and the, the Bengals were also able to do it without uh, a T. Higgins. Uh, and Joe Burrow, I thought, you know, played played a terrific game. C.J. Uzama is stepping up to play a bigger role in this offense, at least in this game. And they were able to find ways to manufacture offense in the second half. Zach Taylor has taken a lot of criticism over the last couple of years since he has been in Cincinnati for his role in in what is seen as an underperformance. I think in some ways, what did you see from this offense in terms of the way that they were able to manufacture opportunities in this game they showed a lot of effort after the catch that made a huge difference both of cj uzama's touchdowns come on massive yards after catch that they're maneuvering their way into scoring territory right and so great game for cj uzama good point he was instrumental on the game-winning drive as well not a theme that we've talked about for this team to this point in the season we've been asking are they going to use their tight ends and they finally used cj tonight and to great, great effect. I, I think now, I mean, it, we're a quarter of the way through the season, at least for the Bengals. They are three and one. We have to start asking the question about whether or not this is a playoff team. As we sit here now, uh, September is coming to a close. What do you think? Can, can Cincinnati really compete to be a postseason team in 2021? They've yet to play a complete game, in my opinion, Peter. Today, they couldn't play a first half in previous games. They couldn't play in the second half. They had issues closing games. But tonight, they they found a way to win in the second half. So I still need to see a complete game. I still need to see a complete game against a quality team. They've got wins against teams that don't look to be in the playoff conversation necessarily, although you could make an argument for Minnesota 
losing to the Bears after what we saw from them last week against Cleveland. It looks a little bit rough in retrospect. So to me, Green Bay next week, a real opponent going to Paul Brown Stadium, a real test. We should learn a lot more about this team then. The, the first four games of the season, though, are really set up for them to come out with the way the Steelers' season has gone so far with that 3-1 and one record. So you take it, you take wins, and the team is going to be happy with their position right now. But to me, they still need to show a complete game against a good team for me to really start buying in more than, you know, the playoff odds look good when you're 3-1, and one, but it takes more than that with a difficult schedule the rest of the way. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Coming up, why Bet Online will be huge Patriots fans this weekend. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Yankees used to be the most hated team in America, but the Astros have taken the top spot since they, you know, cheated. Don't bother talking to them tonight. They won't hear any of it. I don't know if you can hear me, but what was a close game? Tweeted to the Astros clinch, the AOS. Their fourth AOS title in five seasons. This is not on Astros. I'm HL Wheelhouse. We're all about the pandemonium. We're the only show that comes to you every day. That's right, five days a week. Locked on Astros. We're locked into the playoffs. Y'all better watch AL because the Astros are coming for you. Woo! Let's go, baby. The Astros win. Clips to AOS. Lance McCullers, hell of a game. Carlos Correa, big money, big home run. Three run shot. We win the West. Let's move on to the playoffs and move the haters aside. Out West, time is running out for the LA Dodgers, at least when it comes to winning the division. The Dodgers beat the Padres again, finished their third straight sweep of the Padres, 103 wins. Unfortunately, the Giants beat the D-backs again on a walk-off just a couple minutes after the Dodgers finished winning. Uh, You know, Dodgers are now two games back with three games to play. The Dodgers, in order to even tie the Giants, need to sweep the Brewers and have the Padres win two of three from the Giants. I find both of those things unlikely, one of them much more likely than the other because the Padres are apparently the worst team in baseball. I don't know. Um, all the highlights will be Fernando Tatis's monstrous home run, but like most things this year lately for the Padres, it's a Tatis highlight and an L in the in the win-loss column. So, you know, we'll take it as the Dodgers. Yeah, uh, we'll give up a out-of-the-stadium home run if, if it means a win every time. Uh, I like that formula, or at least that, that trade-off. There are some key injuries heading into week four around the NFL and some names to watch for your fantasy rosters. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football with your fantasy injury update for week four. The Titans might be without wide receivers A.J. Brown and Julio Jones who have hamstring injuries and didn't practice during the week. That would mean Nick Westbrook-Ikini sees a larger role against the Jets this week. The Giants' Sterling Shepard also missed practice with a hamstring injury, as well as his teammate Darius Slayton. So we'll be tracking them to see if they can go against the Saints. The Cardinals' DeAndre Hopkins should play again through his rib injury, while the Steelers' Deontay Johnson has a chance to return from his knee injury. At quarterback, the Ravens rested Lamar Jackson with back soreness, but he should be fine for the Broncos. Two key running backs, the Packers' Aaron Jones and the Colts' Jonathan Taylor, popped up as limited in practice, but both should be okay to play on Sunday. The Vikings' Dalvin Cook from his ankle injury and the Rams' Daryl Henderson from his rib injury have a good chance to return after missing last week, but Christian McCaffrey won't be playing for the Panthers with his hamstring injury he suffered against the Texans in Week 3. Finally, tight end monitor the Bucks' Rob Gronkowski, who has a rib injury and missed practice early in the week, while the 49ers' George Kittle was rested for a sore calf. 
This one is wild. The average ticket price to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, Tom Brady, in his return to face the New England Patriots on Sunday night is $1,101, which ranks among the most expensive tickets for any sporting event in the Boston area in its history, according to Vivid Seats. The only game that tops it is Game 7 of the 2019 Stanley Cup Final. The Stanley Cup Final, when the St. Louis Blues beat the Boston Bruins at an average price of almost $1,900 per Vivid Seats. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for from betonline.ag, your number one place for the, all your pro and college football action this season. Are you ready for week four in the NFL? Absolutely no love for the Houston Texans this week. They are getting 16 and a half points against the Buffalo Bills. Oof. And and who's taking the points? That's the thing. Who is taking those points? The battle of the undefeateds in the NFC West has the L.A. Rams as four-and-a-half-point favorites as they host the Arizona Cardinals. And the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles are both one and two on the season. Makes sense for one of those teams, at least. And the Kansas City Chiefs are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Still plenty of belief in Kansas City and eh, not so much in the Eagles. For all your football gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive that welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. It is a packed weekend of NFL football, and that means plenty of opportunities to try your luck with the lines. Plenty to get to. Joining me now from betonline.ag, Dave Mason. And Dave, Buccaneers, Patriots, I mean, you're talking about as as public a public team as there is in the Patriots, but now the Buccaneers with a quarterback who who generates a ton of public money too. I mean, there's going to be a lot of money on both sides of this game too, right? I don't know about both sides. We're, no. we're, 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 we're trying to recruit every Patriot better there is out there. I mean, it's <laughs> Tampa Bay is a public play. I mean, and the sharp play, the sharps took about minus six. They're currently minus seven. 90% of the early action right about there, uh, give or take a few percentage points, is on the Buccaneers. Again, currently seven-point favorites at New England. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, the Patriots have been a public team for all these years, but that's when they're winning. You know, the people hop off as public teams if they're not winning. They'll The public is very, you know, everybody's, oh, the Cowboys are America's team. You always against the Cowboys. Like, that's not true. I mean, yeah. Uh, there, there's often weeks where where the Cowboys aren't getting bet. It all depends how good they are. So that's going to be the same thing with the Patriots now that they're down back to mediocrity. And then Tom Brady's over the Buccaneers. Now that's the public team. So we're going to be huge Patriots fans Sunday night. Like I said, this is going to be the biggest bet game in the history of bet online for regular season games. It's going to be a massive decision. People are going to be teasing that down. All the teaser money is going to be on the Buccaneers. So, Go Patriots Sunday. <laughs> there, there is a, another game that that caught my eye when I saw the line. It's it's uh, Raiders at Chargers uh, in LA at SoFi. It's it's the Chargers giving three right now. I, I'm not sure what to make of either one of these teams, which is why I think the line sort right. of makes sense. Um, and and it's hard for me to to say. Okay, I love one side of this or the other. No, you're right, and you know the betters are the same way. I mean, the action's very even. Um, Again, people think 
the action's always even, even on these games. And it's usually more often than not, it's not even. So the early action's even. It was at three and a half for a while. Now it's three. Chargers minus three, lane uh, minus 116. So it's, you know, could, could, be, could be bounced back up to three and a half. I doubt it. But, um, yeah, e- even action. Um, as of now, it won't be a sweat for us, but we'll see. I mean, not the, the, the money line now that that's, that looks like that's going to be the sweat Monday night as 80% of the, of the cash is on the Raiders at plus 144 right now. So that as of now, tons of action to come in over the next three days. But, uh, as of now, that's going to be the big need is the money line will be chargers outright fans coming up. What happened to the Red Sox or cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. On the planet. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar in the limited time flavor right now. Cookie dough chunk. I have not yet tried it, but I have been told on good authority, it is delicious. All the limited time flavors, they've all been glorious. Each one Just as good, if not better, than the last. They've got all these terrific base flavors. Peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, coconut. I mean, just the the list goes on and on. And they're all high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar. And I don't know how they do it, but they do it. It's delicious. And you should be eating them. If you're not, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. In an ultra-competitive American League East, every game as we close down the season looms extremely large, which makes the Boston Red Sox, in the midst of a wild-card race, losing two of three to the Orioles, all the more perplexing. Joining me now from Locked on Red Sox, Lauren Campbell and Lauren uh, this is a Red Sox team that that just handled the Orioles with seeming ease, and yet here they are trying to catch the Yankees, trying to beat out the Blue Jays, and they can't close these games out. What is going on in Boston right now? Oh, man, I wish I had the answer for you because it's so <laughs> incredibly frustrating to watch a Red Sox team get beat up by a 106 loss Orioles team. And this is the MLB's worst team, not just the AL East, not just the AL, this is MLB's worst team. And Mm -hmm. they are walking all over you. You have pitchers who have almost eight ERA, just absolutely owning you at the plate. I don't know what's going on They're It's like reminiscent of 2011, the collapse all over again with Baltimore. And it's just like flashback city where I'm like, this is the Red Sox are going to fall apart when they had control of the wild card, both spots really. And they're just dipping and dipping and dipping. And and as I mentioned, you know, the, the Yankees won last night. The good news for the Red Sox is, is the Blue Jays lost. I mean, that, that is the only good news here. So there is still a glimmer of hope here. So what do the Red Sox need to do to try and, and try and basically catch any kind of lightning in a bottle here over the last handful of games. They really just need to play good baseball, as simple as it is. They need to stop chasing every single pitch that comes their way. They have no plate patience anymore. And the defense, I mean, they are making mental errors. And this isn't just like, oh, we're tired. Like, they're in their own heads here. And those 
immediately need to stop because it's really the only two things that are going to save your season right now. Yeah, it's two games left with with four to play. So what is it going to take here for them to 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 catch the Yankees and snag that wild card? They need to sweep the Nationals. Like there is no no way around it. There's no taking two out of three. There's no salvaging one win. They need to sweep and they need to end this season on a high note. And finally, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar will perform for the first time on stage together at the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. The NFL, Pepsi, and Rock Nation announced Thursday that the five music icons will perform on February 13th at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Lamar are, of course, Southern California natives. And if I had told you just Dre, Snoop, Eminem and Mary J. Blige were going to perform at the Super Bowl. You might guess that it was like 2002, 2003. No, I kid. I kid. Icons of the music industry. And frankly, I can't wait to see them all together. It should be awesome. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen. Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe. Free and available on all platforms. Coming up Monday, local insight to all the biggest action in football this weekend. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.